Today, on Commitment to Truth. If we call Christians followers of Christ, children of Christ, so then why aren't we reflecting Christ on this earth? Why aren't we like Noah, Enoch, or Abel, and all the other heroes of the, of the scriptures? Why aren't we walking like them? Why aren't we putting on our capes to shine and to fly for him so that the world can see the ultimate hero? Welcome to Commitment to Truth, the teaching ministry of Commitment Church, a place for all nations. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. Each week, Pastor Cedric Brown and the pastoral team at Commitment Church strive to draw you into a deeper relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This week, we'll be starting a sermon series called Heroes... We'll learn from the biblical heroes of the past found in Hebrews 11, and by faith, to encourage you to become today's heroes of the faith. Here's Pastor Jose Torres, teaching pastor at Commitment Church, with today's message. Oh, how sweet it is to feel the presence of God in your life. How sweet it is to walk with the Lord. It overflows in your heart. Can't contain it. And it's so sweet to feel his presence in our lives. And as we continue on with this sermon series about the heroes of the faith, you will see that each individual that we are speaking about, men and women, walked with God. And because they walked with God, their lives were changed and they reflected God. To those around them. If you recall, Pastor Cedric opened up this sermon series with the greatest hero of all time. And I'm not talking about Superman. I'm talking about Jesus Christ who came, he died, he was resurrected and lives forevermore. He is the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, your provider. The one that gives you strength in your faith to endure all those things that come against you. So there is no greater hero than our Lord Jesus Christ. But he has blessed men and women throughout the biblical story. And we will see again how God blessed them when they walked with him, when they were close to him, when they obeyed him when they served him with all they had. Pastor Ken had the privilege of speaking about Abel. Abel, one of Adam's son, who was killed by his brother because his sacrifice was more gratifying to God. He was the first martyr in the biblical stories. Why? Because he chose to sacrifice to God in the proper way. So when you're sacrificing to God your praises and your glory and giving him glory and others try to kill you, kill that blessing, you're just a martyr for Jesus Christ. And you are just as much as a hero as Abel was. Pastor Mike had the distinct honor of speaking about Enoch. Enoch, a man who walked with God, who was pleasing to God because of his walk with God. It says that he was one of two that did not experience the death 
that we will someday endure. He was taken away, not to be seen ever more. I can't wait to get to heaven and ask him, how was that ride into heaven? Because that is what, when the trumpet sounds, if you're still here, if you haven't passed from this earth, that is the same thing that's going to happen to you. You will be transformed into a spiritual body. And you will be uplifted into the heavens. And you will experience that ride. If I'm not here, I'm not regretting that because they said the dead will rise first. So I'll be ahead of you guys. So just understand that when we walk with the Lord, we find favor in him. We find that peace and tranquility that we yearn for. That nothing that this earth may throw at you, that this world may throw at you, can stop that joy and that peace that comforts you in those moments of difficulty because we walk with God. Today I had the distinct pleasure of speaking about Noah. I was looking him up. I knew the story from when I was a child about the great flood that came. But I was trying to find out some history on Noah. (laughs) I found out a little bit. It seems like the heroes of the faith, they ain't much a lot about them except for Jesus. Uh, There's a little bit of story about them, and then it goes into how they walk with God. It says Noah was the son of Lamech, uh, which is found in Genesis uh, 5, chapter 5, verses 28 and 29. It says Lamech lived 182 years and became the father of a son. And then the first part of 29 says, and he called him, his name, Noah. So he was the son of Lament. He was also the father of three sons, which is found in Genesis 5.32. Shem, Ham, Hafet, if I'm pronouncing it properly. He was the father of those three. And if you follow that lineage all the way down, if you keep following that lineage of the sons of the sons of the sons that came from this lineage, at the end, you will see that Jesus Christ was part of that lineage. There was a link from the beginning of time, from the first man to our Lord Jesus Christ. Connected from beginning to end. The great provider, the great healer, the savior of this world. So today, let us go to Genesis chapter 6. We're going to be reading from verse 8 and 9. In verse 8 and 9 says this. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. These are the records of the generation of Noah. Noah was a righteous man, blameless in his time, and Noah walked with God. Three attributes that we as Christians must adhere to. We must seek to be righteous men and women. 
We must seek to be blameless. And we must walk with God. What is righteous? Righteous is acting in accordance with divine and moral laws, free from guilt or sin. Conduct one's life in an upright manner and with moral standards that reflects our relationship with the Lord. So everything goes back to the Lord. Everything is surrounded by the Lord. Everything is centered on the Lord, our God and Savior. If we are living for our Lord according to his commandments, according to his word, if we're walking with him according to his direction from the Holy Spirit, we will find favor in God's eyes when we are obedient to him and when we are searching him and when we are walking righteously for him. Blameless means without fault. Does it mean that we don't fail? We fail. We're human. We make mistakes. But we're blameless. Why? Because the blood of Jesus Christ has wiped us clean. All we have to do is ask for forgiveness. Surrender it to God. Don't do it again. And you will be found blameless. Favor. The word favor means approving, consideration, or attention. So, to have God's favor... Over you means that he is paying attention to you. He is considering you. So when we walk like Noah walked, Noah, it says he was righteous in his time. It says that during his time, there was a lot of wickedness going on. It's so much that it hurt God's heart. It grieved his heart, as the word says. It grieved his heart. To see that the creation that he made to bring him glory and to honor him and to serve him had gone away from him and had started doing things for themselves, thinking that they can do everything right, that what they were doing was correct. They, they were doing things that were so degrading to God's creation that God had to really, really consider about. He says, I'm going to blot them out. That means I'm going to destroy them. I'm going to take them off this face of the earth. And because of the, their sins, guess what? The poor animals that had nothing to do with it, they were going to be taken out too. Why? Because God created all of them together. So during this time, God was searching. He said, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm really going to do this. But then he saw one, Noah. Oh, I forgot about Noah. Noah, he's righteous. He's doing what I'm asking him to. He's been obedient to me. He's living faithfully with me. He's walking side to side. Matter of fact, I talk to him on a regular. We have a conversation every day, you know? And, 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 and he's, he's, he's doing what I'm asking him. Okay, let me warn Noah. So it says, God warned Noah. Did he call him up on the phone? Did he reveal himself to him? The Bible doesn't say, but he said he warned them. So if he warned them, there had to be some type of interaction between God and Noah. 
Don't you think God can warn you when there's things coming your way that are going to hinder your relationship with God? He still can do that if you're walking with him. Because if you're walking with him, you're next to him. And if you're next to him, then he can just say, hey, Jose, you're going the wrong path. Turn to your right. Now, don't go to the left because the left is going to lead you to a bad place. That's the type of relationship that every Christian should yearn. That every day you wake up, you walking with the Lord, that you having communications with him, that you're speaking to him on a daily basis and receiving his message for your life for that day and what he wants you to do. That makes you righteous. Why? Because he is righteous. It says that the Lord is righteous. He is the ultimate person, the the one that stands for right. He does everything right. There is no fault in our Lord. And if we're walking with him and we're letting him guide us, guess what? We start to reflect what he is. If we call Christians followers of Christ, children of Christ, right? That's what you are, right? You call yourself a Christian. You call yourself a follower of Christ. So then why aren't we reflecting Christ on this earth? Why aren't we like Noah, Enoch, or Abel, and all the other heroes of the, of the scriptures? Why aren't we walking like them? Why aren't we putting on our capes to shine and to fly for him so that the world can see what he is about? The ultimate hero. There's no kryptonite against our Lord. Mm-mm. Superman had kryptonite, and he had to fall down when that little green rock came up. But there's no rock, there's no kryptonite, there is no power that can come against our Lord Jesus Christ. And no one knew that, because he was fearful of God, he walked with God, he trusted God, he did not see things in advance, but he knew that if God said it was going to happen, it would happen. He had faith. Hebrews chapter 11, 6 and 7 says this. And faith is impossible. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. Him, God. For he who has come to God must believe, must believe that he is. Do you believe he is? And that he is the rewarder of those who seek him. So he rewards you. He gives you what you need. By faith, Noah, being warned by God about things not yet seen, things that have never happened before, in reverence, it says, he prepared an ark for salvation of his household, by which he condemned the world. And became an error, error of the righteousness which is in accordance to the faith. So in order to be righteous, you must have faith in the unseen. Faith is simply that. Something that you don't see. You believe it, but you don't see it yet. You believe that one day that trumpet will sound. You haven't seen it yet. But you believe it. You believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross from the biblical um, 
instructions that, that are left behind, the stories that are left behind about that crucifixion. You weren't there, but you believe it's true. And because you believe it's true, you accept him and you believe in him. And because you believe in him, all things are possible because he is the great provider. When we believe in our Lord Jesus Christ, when we walk with him and we follow his instructions and we do exactly what he commands us to do, then we know that we are righteous in his eyes and we are like Noah, obedient to God. Thank you for joining us for today's message from Commitment to Truth. We'll continue with the second part of the message right after this. Hello, my name is Norberto Colon Jr. and I'm a ministry leader for the worship ministry at Commitment Church, a place for all nations. I would like to personally invite you to come to one of our events this month. For the latest events, you can visit commitmentchurch.org events. And if you and your family are looking for a church, we're here on Sundays at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. Thank you again for joining us for today's message from Commitment to Truth. We now return for the second half of our message. Let us turn to Genesis 7, verse 5, where we find our second point. Noah's faith grew because he was obedient to God. Verse 5 says this, Noah did according to all that the Lord had commanded him. It doesn't say he did some of the things that God commanded him to do. It doesn't say he picked and chose what he wanted to do. It said he did all that the Lord had commanded him to do. Obedience requires that. When you're speaking to your child, you expect obedience. Because you're covering them, you're watching over them, you want the best for them, and you instruct them how to do things. If they're disobedient, they'll reap failure. But if they're obedient, they'll obtain the victory. They'll obtain what they need. God is our Father. He wants us to be obedient to him. It doesn't mean to build an ark halfway. Or he told me it should be this dimensions and I make it a foot shorter because I don't feel like adding that extra wood on the, on the boat. Or he instructs you to put one window in the ark and Noah says, nah, I think it would be better if we had more light in the, in the ark. Let's put five, light, five windows on the ark. Those specific instructions given to Noah, which is found in Genesis 6, 11 to 22, on how to build an ark. Was it in the lake, the ocean, the sea? Mm -mm. Right there where he stood, in the middle of nowhere. He built an ark. Now, I was wondering, what was Noah's occupation he must have been a great uh, engineer. He must have been a great builder. 
and that's who his professor must have been. But when I read and searched, it says he was a farmer. <laughs> he planted wine yards. So that's what he did for a living. But you see, God does great things to people who are obedient to him. That although you may feel not capable of doing these things, God is capable of doing it through you. You're just a mere instrument that he gives you to do what he inquires, requires of you to do. It says, Noah built according to what was instructed of him. Every cubic feet wide, he built it. Every cubic feet in length, he built it. And as high as God said to build it, the three levels were built. Not only did he do that, he put the great gate that entered into the ark. And during this time, it was 120 years that it took him to build this ark because there was only a couple of people helping him. His three sons, his three daughter-in-laws, his wife, and himself building this ark. It says he put in the pitch, which is the, like the, the ceiling the sealant that, that is put in so that the boat doesn't leak. He did that properly. How he knew this? Only by God's instructions. So when God is instructing you to do something, hear his call. Don't feel that, oh, I'm not capable. I've only been in church for a year, and I really don't know what to do. I'm, I don't have nothing to give, but they're asking me to be in the cleaning ministry. I don't really know how to do that. Listen, just do it. If God has instructed you to start in the cleaning ministry, you don't know where you're going to end up at. I started in the cleaning ministry. And look where I'm at today. The, the, the blessing that God has given me, the privilege to speak his word. The parking ministry. People may say, oh, those guys out there all the time, in the rain and the sun, they're directing people. I don't know I could do that. That's just not me. But guess what? That's the greatest privilege that you may have. Why? Because you're the first person that any visitor comes to see. You're the first person to greet them. You're the first person to smile with them. God bless you. First time in our church. Great. Hey, let me tell you something. You park your car right here. There's a special parking for you. Come on. I'm going to walk you to the door and introduce you to our greeters. And I'm, I'm, I'm praying that, whew, man, that God blesses you today. And you do it with a joyful heart. It might seem like a simple job, but it's one of the greatest privileges that you have, that you are the first one to encounter the visitors, the people that God brings here to be fed by him. It's not the preacher. It's not the worship team leader. First person they see is the parking attendant. Then the greeters. The guy at the door, the greeters, then they walk in and they meet you. Before they speak to Pastor Cedric at the end of the service, they're speaking to you. So take the time. If you see a new face, greet them. Love on them. Show them what the church is about, what God has done with you in this church. And you will spread the word of God. In a mighty way, you will be pleasing to God. You will find favor in God because you're being obedient to God. Oh, I don't know that person. I really don't speak to a lot of people. 
I'm a little afraid to speak. No, I just say, hey, God bless you. Welcome to our church. First time here, right? Your name is? My name is such. Hey, if there's anything I could pray for you about, let me know. Um, conversation may start with, oh, thank you for, for greeting me. Oh, by the way, here's my phone number. Call me. Um, we can have coffee at sometimes. We talk a little bit about the church and let you know what, what we're doing here. You don't have to be in leadership to do those things. That is required of every Christian is to greet and love and demonstrate God's love to anyone that walks through that door. Don't wait for the ushers to do it. Don't wait for the greeters to do it. Don't wait for the pastors to do it. Don't wait for someone to tell you to do it. Just do it. Because wouldn't you want someone to greet you in a strange place when you first come and you don't know what's going on, you're just coming to visit to see how it is? Wouldn't you want them to greet you and love on you and make you feel like you're at home? The sign says it, welcome home. This is our home here on earth. There's a greater home that we're going to, but, you know, first got to be here. Do the best we can do here. Be obedient to God and everything he instructs you to do. If he commands you to, to, to speak, speak. If he tells you to walk, walk. The e-walk is happening today. How many of you are choosing to go home and relax and watch TV or watch sports or you know, hey, the playoffs are on. Let me go watch the, the playoffs. Or I got yard work to do. I'm going to cut the grass. Can that wait? Can you go out and join the others and just say, well, I don't know what to do? No, it was simple. God bless you. Here's some information about our church and about God. Can I pray for you? Is there anything I can pray for you? Guarantee you 90% of the time, if you ask a person, can I pray for you? They're not going to reject that. They're not. Because everyone needs prayer. All of us need prayer and covering of God. So if you're available, he walks today. You know, and uh, join us. Because in that walk, you may find someone who is in need of God, and you may be the vessel that God wants to use. And your testimony might be that testimony that puts that person in a comfort place. Well, wow, you understand what I'm going through because you've been through it. Tell me more about your God. Tell me more about Jesus Christ. Tell me when your next service is and I'll be there. Last point that I want to touch on is Noah's faith helped him gain salvation for him and his family. For him and his family. As we read earlier in the um, earlier verse, it says that because of his faith, salvation came to him and his family. So if your faith, if you're walking by faith, if you're walking with God and you are reflecting God, guess what? You're preparing for that place of salvation for someone to come and meet the great Savior. You don't have to do anything. Just reflect and show them the way to salvation. You know how many people in this world are so confused, so lost every day? I just woke up this morning and the first thing I heard on the news, and the news is always terrible. They never talk about anything good. Twelve people were killed in a mall. Maybe some of them were Christians. 
and they are in a better place, but many of them are not Christians and find themselves in a worse place. Be ready at all times. No matter where you stand, where you go, salvation is at stake. You know why? Because that person that you run into needs to hear about the saving grace of God. That saving grace which Jesus Christ paid the price on Calvary. Don't hoard it for yourself, Oni. I mean, I know my Lord is wonderful and I would love to just keep them all for myself. But that's not what he calls us to do. He calls us to share this gift of salvation to others. We are his vessels. We are his instruments. We are the ones that are the new heroes of the faith. Put on your cape and fly high for him, demonstrating his salvation, his mercy, his love. And you will see that he will take control of all those things. Let's build an ark of salvation. Let this be an ark so that others may come to know Jesus Christ so that they may obtain that salvation that he solely can give. Salvation is at stake, my brothers and sisters. Maybe not for you, you have it. But for someone else, maybe in your family, a close friend, a neighbor that you've never spoken to because he's a grouchy neighbor. Uh, he don't like the way I cut my grass. Look beyond that. Look at the heart. He may be calling out to you because he knows that you're a Christian and he sees something in you that's different. How is it that you can smile and laugh and you're going through some turmoil? You are not paying your bills on time. You're, 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 you're sick. You lost a loved one because I have Jesus in my life. Amen. You too can have Jesus in your life. So in closing, Noah was a great hero of the faith because he walked with God. Noah was a great hero of the faith because the righteousness of God reflected through him. Noah was a hero of the faith because he was obedient to God. I challenge you. I challenge you to be a hero for our Lord and Savior, for our God, for Jesus, for the Holy Spirit. Put on the cape of the Word of God. Fly as high as you can with the Holy Spirit and utilize those supernatural powers that He is vested you with to share the gospel of salvation to the lost. Thank you again for listening to our series, From Commitment to Truth, the teaching ministry of Commitment Church, a place for all nations. If you want to listen to the previous messages in this series, or if you want to hear messages from other series, visit Commitment Church on YouTube or Pastor Cedric Brown on Spotify, Pandora, or other podcast providers. You can also visit us on our website, commitmentchurch.org. And if you live in the Philadelphia, Delaware, or South Jersey area, we would love to see you in person as well. You can attend any of our services by visiting us at 2 Berlin Road South, 
Lindenwald, New Jersey, 08021. Thank you again for listening, and have a blessed and wonderful day.